Hello, welcome to Marketing for Manufacturers. If you're in engineering, manufacturing or industrial business, then this is the show for you. If you want to know how to avoid the most common marketing mistakes, stop being the industry's best kept secret and tell the world about your skills, capabilities and products and services, then listen on as David Roberts and Carl Jarvis give you the tips, tactics and strategies which work today. So here are your hosts, David Roberts and Carl Jarvis. Hello out there. This is a special podcast for manufacturing engineers and precision engineers from JDR here. And I'm David Roberts and I'm with Carl Jarvis. Carl Jarvis, who is an engineer marketing expert um, with JDR, um, specifically for you guys and girls that are in manufacturing, engineering, precision engineering, engineering and anything of its like. Yeah. But Carl, let's kick things off because <clears throat> what I really love about you and I think our listeners in this sector yeah. would love about you is that you're one of them, aren't you, Carl? Absolutely, yeah. Hey, you're yeah, not just uh, one of these fluffy marketing people like oh, me, are you? Oh, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't got, you give people fa- a little background about good you? Good foundation in manufacturing <laughs> engineering, yeah. They're going to like so, you. I'm just the yeah, marketer. absolutely, yeah. So uh, so essentially, I um, when I left school, I went and studied and uh, became a fully qualified mechanical production engineer. And uh, did my apprenticeship at uh, Metal Closing in West Bromwich, so that's probably why you can tell the accent, because I'm uh, from Wolverhampton. That's right. And essentially, I um, I, I studied and um, became basically working on special purpose machines and, and press tool design. So I was, I was in the drawing office and then went into the projects department. But then, after then, I, I started to get more interested in the commercial side of things. So... So I decided I wanted to go more into a sales role, but using my engineering background. So I became a proposals engineer and then a sales, internal sales, external sales, then into sales management, and then ended up working with a large American corporation um, towards the end of the 90s, $10 billion turnover and stuff. And uh, and, and essentially, I, uh, I went back to university just part-time in the mid-1990s, and I did... Um, I did a business and finance HNC, and um, and part of that was a marketing major. And I really started to get interested in the way that you could apply marketing to my sales uh, work, because uh, in the sales area, I was working with special purpose machine builders, particularly in the um, I was I was selling a lot of pneumatics and hydraulics equipment. So I was working with their system designers in terms of you know what what kind of um, products they needed for their uh, their machines. Did a lot of work in the potteries during the 90s, because that was when I was going through a transition period of moving into automation, because there was a lot of competition from the Far East. Um, so they were looking to sort of like um, automate the, the machines more, and there was a lot of pneumatics and hydraulics needed for that. And But then essentially, I, I then really wanted to develop what I learned in, in marketing. So I did a lot of um, private study and read some of the best marketing guys in the world, studied with those went on their courses, read their books and all that kinds of stuff. And then in 1999, I decided to go into private practice as a marketing specialist and um, work with SMEs. That's what I wanted to do. I really wanted to work with helping SME manufacturers and, and businesses in general, but but particularly manufacturers because of my background, to help them to, to really sort of like develop their businesses in that So respect. what was it, Carl, that you saw that these SMEs 
mm. would benefit from someone who comes from an ear engineering background, yeah, but is specialised in marketing. Because you wanted to take marketing to them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Why was it that you wanted to take marketing to these SMEs? Well, I think it was two things, really. Um, in my book, Marketing for Manufacturers, which I wrote in 2017, um, what, I, what, what I recognized was that um, mar- uh, engineering companies and manufacturers weren't taking marketing seriously enough. So because they wasn't taking it seriously enough, they wasn't investing in it. I they think we should put a caveat yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not all. Not all. Because there'll no. be someone listening out there okay. that yeah. says, anger about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So the ones that have been taking it seriously, absolutely. thumbs up. Yes, yes. Yeah. But you can still learn from this podcast. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so the ones that haven't yes. need to prick their ears, right? Absolutely, yeah. So essentially, I, uh, what, I what I saw is I'd go into these manufacturers, and in essence, they were making world-class products. You know, they had world-class products. They had world-class engineers. They they had specialist uh, uh, skills and, and and all these kinds of things. And essentially, what they what what they were just lacking was exposure. Was getting that out into the marketplace so that others would be able to sort of like find out about them. And you know, the classic saying is, "Oh, we're the best kept secret in the market." You know. Well, you know, essentially, what can we do about that? Let's let's get you out into the marketplace so that more and more people can see what you're about and and, and, and what value that you can bring and, and your expertise. You and know, of course, you know. marketing. Yeah. And it's in my view. Yeah. Especially digital marketing. Yes. Does that the great thing? Yeah. About digital marketing is that it's cost effective compared yeah. to yeah uh, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. In the days where digital wasn't around. Yeah. The internet. Yes. Because now everybody yeah. can get access to a commercial. Yes. Yes? Yeah. You could do a real easy commercial on YouTube. Yeah. Cost you nothing. You could do it on your own iPhone. Yeah, absolutely. For example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can write a blog yeah. and put it on your website. All that costs you is time. Yeah, yeah. Just two really simple um, examples. <clears throat> yeah. But now, because of digital, yeah. Okay. You can do, we're doing a podcast. In the old days, it's called this radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So digital allows any company, but in this case, we're really talking about engineering companies. Yeah. Manufacturing To get their yeah. world-class operations and yeah. products yes. and expertise yeah. out there. Absolutely. Especially digital. Would you agree, Carl? Yeah, yeah. Very much so. Uh, see, see, the thing is as well, is that... Um, what, I, what I tend to find is that there's there's a lot of value in in these um, um, engineering and manufacturing companies that, that 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 you could mine and tap into. So essentially, like what you're saying there, you know, if you can if you get a, a customer giving you a, a quick video testimonial saying how great you are and, and and how much they enjoy working with you and what good products you've got and everything like that, then you know you can capture that on your iPhone. You can then upload it to your YouTube. And and away or your is, website for or example. your website yeah. or whatever almost and anywhere. then all of a sudden that then is then broadcast to the world absolutely you know and and um and if you think about it 
you know, that just wasn't available to people 20 years ago. No. You know, it's amazing to think we're sitting here today and I think is it the 10th anniversary of the I- iPhone or yeah. something like that, you know, mm. and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, was the life before then? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Only Star Trek. Yeah, so yeah. How did we function? Only Star Trek had that technology. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you're so right, um, Carl. And what we want to do with this podcast is we want to encourage this sector, especially, mm. yeah, to rethink their marketing approach. Yes. And especially look at digital marketing yeah. as a real asset yeah. and a profit uh, channel yes. for their business going forward. Yeah. An easier way of finding customers. And coming from an engineering background, as you do, yes. where there's a history of lack of investment in marketing. Yes. A bit, it's very much engineering is almost like a closed shop yeah. in a way. You've got very big turnover companies being built on existing customers that have had for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their network, yes, yes, of contacts, yes, etc. word of mouth, et cetera, et cetera. So for them, why invest in marketing mm. when the work's coming to me anyway? Yeah. Yeah. The challenge, of course, with that is that network and those people are either leaving the industry, yes. selling their, their companies, passing it on to new people who may not want to yeah. do business with you. With you. Yeah. They want to look at doing business elsewhere. Yeah. Why don't we... Get all the quotes in now because they've got yeah. no relationship with you. Yeah, yeah. So bit by bit, their um, usual routes to market are shrinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree, Carl? Well, totally. Because yeah. I think that um, I know we're like-minded here, but what yeah. we're, we're talking facts. Yeah, yeah. And most people out there listening to us will recognise what we're saying. Yes. Because I think two things are happening now. The, the, the first one is, as you say. When you're operating within a region or with an area or or, or, or a sector, there's like a, a there's like a fixed gene pool that, that I call it of, of like contacts that you've got and people that can recommend you and all those kinds of things. So of course you've got that, but that's now atrophying, that's shrinking. You know, people are retiring, selling the business up, and 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 the like. Then you've got the other side of the coin, which is, and I talk about it in the book. Uh, is that change itself is changing. So, so if you go back, um, you know, you did your apprenticeship in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, a lot of what you learned then essentially would carry you through your career. Um, whereas, of course, what's happening today is kids that are actually starting their apprenticeship, five years later, what they actually learned at the start has now actually changed. So it's, so it's, so it's out of date within that learning uh, zone as it were let alone the career and, and everything that sort of follows so so i think what's happening now is that's being transferred to the digital well the marketing space as it were which is being fueled by the digital marketing revolution and and and, and for me what's happening is that the 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 change that's happening is now exponential from a marketing perspective what you can do with uh, digital marketing the technology behind it, the platforms that are available and all the rest of it. So, of course, what people don't realize is that gap is widening at an accelerated rate between the old word of mouth, you know, um, we know everyone in this industry, 
you know, we know we know everyone you need to know and all yeah, that kinds of stuff. Absolutely. So compared to the the actual changes taking place, which is actually sort of going up now at a rate that's almost mm. like uh, unimaginable in in, yeah. in the next yeah. ten years. But I don't blame these business owners for yeah. falling out of love or not investing in marketing because yeah. over the years, yeah, they would have heard people yeah. saying things like. I can get you on the top of Google. Oh yeah, that's the most. That's yeah. the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they would have some company owners or um, leaders listening to this, this podcast. Yeah, would say, "Well, yeah, we've tried SEO. Yeah, we've tried this. We tried that. We tried that with this company. Yeah, and none of it has worked. Yeah. So why should we throw good money after bad? Yeah, that's what they're screaming at, at us. Yeah, uh, right now." And I think I think what what's interesting about that is that um, what, one of the top five reasons for business failure is poor and inconsistent marketing. Um, what tends to happen is is they they fall into the trap of of just doing things in a fragmented way. So they'll try something with a website and that doesn't work. So they'll try something with a new brochure or they'll try something with an exhibition stand. They'll just do it once. And what what can what can happen then is you fall into this false bias that marketing itself doesn't work, whereas what it was was just poor implementation, and and I mean that in terms of the, the fragmented nature of what yeah. they've done, either by the owner yeah. or somebody they've trusted and spent money with yeah. Yeah. to come in and and grow their marketing for them, yeah, and they, yeah. they've been disappointed by that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, so. So I, I completely understand why they're feeling marketing. We tried that; that that doesn't work, you know. So I think for me, it is then about looking and saying, well, okay, then what we need to do, we need to look at our marketing in, in, in a holistic context, and also we need to put an asset because marketing is an asset on the business, particularly with the automation that you can get nowadays with with uh, through digital marketing. To be able to say, okay, then we need this superior, consistent marketing because that's what's going to make the difference rather than poor and inconsistent marketing. Absolutely. And of course, and digital can give you that consistency and that superiority. Absolutely. And very cost effectively, really. Oh, absolutely. Compared actually. to the cost of sometimes totally. salesmen. Yeah. How many times I've heard yeah. companies, I'm going to recruit salesmen. Yeah. They've got them two years, they've paid them <clears> salary, and they haven't brought in yeah. what they should bring in. Absolutely. Or they bring in a salesperson yeah. that has his own, yeah, I've got my list of contacts. Yeah, yeah. The only challenge is that when he goes or yeah. she they take those contacts yeah, with them to the, to the next one. Absolutely. So if they can build their own consistent channel. Yes. Yes, a predictable inquiries like you're talking about. Yes. Um, how much better would that be for the business? But in order to do that, they've got to stop mixing up marketing and sales. sales. And, uh, <laughs> yeah? Classic stuff, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they get them mixed up now to be people. Listen to us go, no, we don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they do. Sales, that's just sort of yeah. marketing with a few bells on it. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> or, or isn't that what's on with a shiny suit, flash car? Yeah, yeah that's it, yeah. What they want is leads that they can convert. Quality leads that they can convert, absolutely. That's what yeah. they want, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's a marketing function. Yes. Yes. Sales function, yeah. yes, is when you've got somebody doesn't have to be a shiny suit no. or something 
that yeah. converts yeah, that absolutely. lead into a customer. customer. You, you need the two working side by side. Yes. Unfortunately, in so many engineering manufacturing companies, they just want leads yes. without really investing in the marketing. Yes. But what they're not getting, in yeah. my view, and this is where I'm going to get a bit opinionated, word of mouth is marketing. Yes. Yes. It is. When you ring up an existing customer, say, have you got any more business for me? Yeah. That's marketing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a speculative Referral element to it. is marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, they are But you're being proactive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Go on. It's all right. No, yeah. So you're being proactive, aren't you? So, yeah. so I think, as you say, that's one of the classics I, I tend to find. You see, I'll go into a company and they'll say, uh, oh, I'm the sales director, but I, I do the marketing as well. Mm. Or they're the sales and marketing director. But they don't understand marketing. They've got no... Uh, experience in it particularly they've got no particularly digital yeah and they certainly haven't got anything on the uh, in the digital space mm. and um and, and and i think that you know so we, so it's it's kind of an unfair position to put someone in really oh they don't quite know where to put this hot potato called marketing so we'll just throw it in at the sales manager or the yeah. or, or the salesperson uh, or 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 essentially somebody that's fairly junior in the organization mm. but i think what's 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 the classic then as well is that the sales and the marketing, at the end of the day, a lot of these say to me, if you put me in front of the right kind of prospect, I can definitely make a sale. You know, we've got great product, we've got great expertise, we've got great engineers, we've, you know, we know our stuff, we've, we've been doing it for, for years, we can sell somebody. But the missing link is putting them in front of that qualified prospect and that's where great marketing makes the difference because and you know what to a certain extent that's absolutely true you know yeah they can sell they, they can sell the pants off what they do mm. but that because they got no one to sit in front of to, to convey that message they're struggling with their sales uh, absolutely carl and um, I see this time after time yeah. where an inquiry, I've been in a business where an inquiry comes in, yeah. um, someone answers the phone, they answer the question, you put the phone down. Yeah. They don't ask any details <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. of who it was that rang. Yeah. yeah. When are they likely to purchase a product like that? Yeah. Can they call them back? Can they provide them with additional information? Yeah. Just so that they can stay in touch with them. This is a future sale potentially. Absolutely. And yeah. they've gone forever. Yeah. And it's the same with their website. Yes. A lot of um, engineering, manufacturing, precision type companies, mm. they have a website. They've got traffic coming to it. They've got no understanding of the traffic. Yes. Yes. They've got no strategy to get them to call them, yeah, no other, call than to the telephone, other than the telephone number and yeah, the contact no call page, to action, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they've, they've lost faith with the website because the web designer said, yeah. this is going to get you business. Yeah, yeah. They've on the, some companies are on their fourth, fifth website yeah. and they still haven't seen much business from it, Carl. Yeah, absolutely. So they've lost faith, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And of course, what can happen is you think, so what's the cheapest website I can yeah. get away with? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very new website, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've got uh, you know one of the one of the guys who works on the shop floor. His nephew's doing <laughs> website design at college. Yeah. We'll get him to build it, you know. <laughs> and, and it's like, nah. Yeah. Would you? Would you ask? Yeah. The uh, 
um, marketing <laughs> apprentice in the corner yeah, yeah. to show one of your top customers around you 200 grand machine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And when no, you no, do when you do that no, with your no, business, you that's what you do with your website. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you don't invest the right time and the right expertise yeah. in it. You see, the thing is that it's the it's the strategy around the website that's really important. And and also you think the thing for me is is asking the right question. So what a lot of manufacturers do is they ask a question about the wrong answer. So give you an example. So I'll ring up a website company and they'll say, Do you do websites? And the company will answer with complete integrity, yes, we do, right? And they'll say, okay, so how much are they? Well, there's the starter pack, that's a thousand, there's the, yeah. the intermediate two thousand, yeah. and the, there's the top one, four thousand, should we say? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, we'll go for the two thousand pounds one. But that's the answer to the wrong question. Yeah. yeah. So what they really should be doing is we've been thinking uh, about increasing our customers. We want more customers, right? And we've considered that maybe a website could help us to achieve that goal. Could you come and show us how a website could help us to achieve that goal? Because that's the outcome that they're trying to perceive, not a website. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? 100%. But because they asked the wrong question, before they knew it, they was off down a track, which has took them miles away from where they actually were intending to get to, as in terms of an outcome or a result. And, and by then, they've done it. It isn't worked, and they've gone. Yeah, we 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 spent two thousand quid on that website two years ago. Absolutely nothing from it. Absolutely, <laughs> and, they've also, and they're caught in that trap again of absolutely. You know, marketing doesn't work. Website, oh, digital doesn't work for us. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I can understand them falling into that trap. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's so easy to do it. it yeah. So it takes people like you, yeah. yes, and I to first educate. Our engineering companies, etc. Yeah, yeah. And why they shouldn't be investing in marketing. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's just um, really centre on this for a moment. One of the biggest reasons for you and I doing this podcast is because um, this is a sector yeah. that is slowly suffering from a lot of inquiries with a lot of companies yes. out there yeah. and a lot of growth yeah. and shrinking profit margins. Absolutely, yeah. And one of the biggest reasons is, is because they don't invest in marketing. Yeah. 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 So we, we're trying to be helpful, aren't we, Carl? Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I'm doing this podcast is ultimately I yeah. want to educate yeah, yeah. those business owners that have a manufacturing company, have an engineering company. I want to get them to start thinking about this in a different context and also inspire them to want to say, you know what? We should do something about our market yeah, because yeah. it is going to be the linchpin, the catalyst to the future development and growth of our business yeah and if nothing else this last 12 months if you do it properly yeah if you do it properly absolutely absolutely yeah and um just to plug here car <laughs> yeah jdr yeah, absolutely yeah yeah well that's why i'm working come with you talk guys. to us isn't it yeah, talk you guys. To us. it's like yeah yeah we can do some of the best because that that's the, the the classic for me is you know uh because we're world beating you know yeah. i mean the british manufacturing is 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 renowned the world over? Yeah, it's outstanding. It's renowned the world over, and and fundamentally for me, if we can actually get an embed marketing as as a natural part of of any uh, manufacturing company as as an important asset, as an important investment in their business, 
then we know we can lift the whole of the sector. In, well, in, we've yeah, seen yeah. it with manufacturers that we work with and engineers that it, yeah. it has done that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. But they are world class. Yeah. And what in, what I want them to be is world class leaders in their business. Yes. Going forward. Yeah. By adjusting and having an open mind. Yes. As to how they could take their companies <clears throat> going forward in this information age. Yes. Because as you talked about change earlier. The world is changing. Yes. Business is changing. Yeah. And it's changing at a rate of knots. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you can be very insular. You're very uh, sort of insular within your own business and within your own circle of uh, of influence, if you will. That that, that you 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 forget that there's this other world that's that, absolutely that's just like you know when you go spend time with your kids or your grandkids and they're yeah. clicking away on their iPad and that's you're right. going, oh my god, yeah. Uh, what, what's all this about? Absolutely. And, 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 and yet, you know, absolutely. Uh, that they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just natives to it. They just yeah. see it as like, you know, yeah. every day. And also, it's it, for me, it's about digital, it's about adoption, it's yes. about understanding. Yeah. One of the things the pandemic has done is there's going to be a lot of people listening yeah. who've never heard the word Zoom yes. before 12 months ago. Absolutely. Now, if they say, you say Zoom, Zoom. they, yeah, <laughs> you say it better than me, though, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I like that, Carl. I'm going to do it like that in future. Yeah. Um, but when they know what that is now. Yeah, yeah. That is digital marketing. Yes. And it's best digital technology. Totally, yeah. And it's best communicating. Okay. And it's had to be forced upon forced us. Forced on us. To actually start to embrace it, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's a great example of using technology in yeah. your business, yeah, to keep your business going forward. Yeah. The other reason for this, though, Carl, once again, to try and be helpful. Yeah. Is that it's that old adage of working on and in your business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, we get tied into operations, finance, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We find very little Day -day time for marketing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and we don't work um, on the business, which is looking at it from a strategic perspective. Yes. Yeah? Um, rather than working tactically. And that's why we get that feast and famine. Yeah. What was we talking about earlier, Carl? We were talking about... Yeah, um, we talked about this, this, this sort of graph where you've yeah, got, yeah. Uh, you know... Production goes up, so you get busier and busier and busier, and you get to a point where you think to yourself, yeah, we better stop doing some of yeah. this marketing and sales stuff. Uh, you know, we, we've got enough work on. So that goes along for a little while, and yeah, things are good, plenty of work on, and then the work starts to drop off, and you start falling into this, uh, you know, uh, abyss, and you start thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, we've just lost a few orders, we've just lost a big customer, client, or whatever, or a big project's just completed, and all of it. oh my gosh, we better get back into doing some sales here. Get on yeah. those phones, everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know. Now there's urgency, isn't so it? So all of a sudden there's this urgency. But of course, what happens is you fall into this, what I call the valley of death, whereby the sales and the marketing activities that you start when you're on that kind of decline, as it were, has a lag time. That's right. So until that lag time's passed and you've started to pick things up and you've picked a few extra customers up or you picked a few more projects up and all this at the start of that, yeah, then, of course, what's going to happen then is you're going to have this, you know, chicken or feathers, yeah. you know, famine or feast bit in the middle yeah. where you're wondering, oh, my gosh, where, you know, where, where are we going to fill this capacity? Are we going to fill this production? And, of course, capacity? that's yeah. the biggest reason yeah, Carl. Why a lot of companies, yeah, especially in this industry, yeah, go out of business, yeah, because what I call the cash gap, yes, 
Yes, because they do the work. And sometimes they have to work, wait, 30, 60, 60 90, 90 days, sometimes 120 and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. That's very typical in this industry, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Before they get the money in. Yeah. But of course, they've paid for the materials. Yes. They've paid for the labor. They've had, they've done all those upfront costs. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And now they wait for the money to come in. The money, so they've got to survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they get into the valley of the yeah, day. Yeah. Yes? yes. Yes. Whereas if they had a predictable, sustainable way. Yes. Of bringing, not only bringing the next job on stream. Yeah. So you're getting paid on a regular basis. Yes. 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 That's a great way. Yeah. Of going and, from. And you, you create that consistency back to that consistency again. What you got to do, you got to be doing marketing when you're absolutely rammed, yeah. when, when you when you've got no That's more right. uh, capacity left, because uh, and you've got to continually, consistently keep that marketing going so that you you know you flatten those curves a bit more, as Boris would say, and 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 essentially you have a momentum yeah. so that you're always sort of like um, filling those gaps. Absolutely. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the other classic as well. I've been looking at another company, another manufacturing company, uh, just a few weeks ago. And basically, we've looked at the turnover by customers, and it transpires that three of their customers are 67% of their revenues. That's real yeah. vulnerability, real vulnerability. Not uncommon. Because if they lose one of those customers, yeah. they're dead in the water. Not absolutely. uncommon, is yeah, it, yeah. Carl? So, so really, it, when you're talking about on and in, if you're working on your business, one, you'd identify that as a massive vulnerability. And then secondly, you then start to work up plans of how we're going to mitigate that, how we're going to bring new customers on board that's going to get that down so that you've got a reasonable, because ideally what you'd want is 10 customers at 10% each and 20 customers at 5% each, because then if you lose a customer, it's an agony inconvenience, but it's not going to sink the ship. And, and I think that, again, is another classic where uh, where where... People need to be working on that particular strategic issue, not caught up in the, what you might call the operational sales, which is the day-to-day -day quoting of, of, of the next job. Or, uh, you know. And of course, then, yeah. Carl, what we like, business becomes more fun, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's yeah. not such a chore to get up in the morning. No, right? absolutely. You, yeah. you skip in yeah. and run into the office because <laughs> you've got all that energy. You yeah. can't wait for the world. Yeah. I know that's... Utopia. Yeah. But let's just say you can get something like that yeah. when you resolve these challenges, can't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, you can and, put and, a different and, and feel you see, to your company. If you get that consistency as well, then you can move beyond this sense of uncertainty. Absolutely. You know, every day you're coming in, oh, you know, what's yeah. going to happen this week? Are mm. we going to have enough work on? Yeah, yeah. Are we going to have enough? Have I got enough business, uh, enough business to fill that capacity I've got on that new machine I've mm. bought? You know, all these kinds of things, rather than a, a sense that, that, you know, regularly there's new leads coming in, they're, they're, they're well qualified, yeah. you know, and, and, and in a sense you're getting to that space then of, of really feeling much more certain yeah. about the future of your business. And I'll tell you what, that's, that's, that's a nice, much nicer place to be in than that uncertainty of uh, are we going to meet payroll next yeah. month, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I must say that uh, to anyone listening, we're, what we're trying to do is stay away from jargon and yeah. too deep into specifics and uh, what's best um, SEO or yeah. 
Oh, the latest or the latest <laughs> shiny object. We're specifically avoiding that for this particular podcast. Yes, because it's not about that. No. Yes, um, if you sit down with an uh, with someone who knows what they're doing in this space, yes. they will strategically point you in the right direction. Yes, yes? Totally. and what we want to give the listeners today is an overview yeah. of the challenges that manufacturers and precision engineers and engineering companies face yes. and give them a, um, a ray of sunshine, a ray of hope yeah. that it doesn't have to be like this for anyone who's not invested in digital. Digital can work, marketing can work, yes. but especially digital because it's so cost effective now yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. for any business. Yes. Uh, you could compete with anybody. Uh, on a, it's not about um, how big is your budget. Obviously, you need a budget. Yes. But you can, on a very modest com- budget, yeah. compete in the digital space. Yes, absolutely. And, and rather than sitting back and letting somebody come into that space because you're not fulfilling it, which I'm seeing yes. more and more. A lot of business owners are saying, well, I've never noticed this company before. Yes. I never noticed this before. Um, and it's because... It, come on, let's be honest. You can set your business up on a on an iPhone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. Of, um, <laughs> one of the the um, 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 most inventive things I've heard of is a company, and it's happening all the time. Is a company in Germany. Yeah. Um, I know we got the challenges with Brexit now and all, but they'll overcome that. I'm sure. Yes. Um, got a company in Germany, and they've got all their manufacturing processes there, but they've got four salespeople. Yes. In the UK. Yeah. yeah. And then what the salespeople are doing is going around, yeah. yes, taking business, got a website. Yeah, absolutely. It looks local, et yes. cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they're selling like any local person um, or resident UK would. Yeah. But of course, the goods are coming from Germany. Yes. The product's coming from Germany. And you can do that with digital. Totally. Because yeah. people yeah. are finding them on the website, et cetera. <clears throat> and you can operate. So what we want to do is help avoid that, yes. keep them moving in the right direction. And with you having such an engineering background, you must have seen this over and over again, Carl. Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think one of the things is, well, that, that um, let, let's say, for example, let's say you've got a niche product, right? Now, now um, I'll use the analogy of Belgian buns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do uh, like a Belgian, Belgian bun. bun. Especially the cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In fact, can yeah. we stop now, Carl? <laughs> the bakery's only around the corner. It's got the Belgian buns. <laughs> But the nice thing is, uh, say years ago, you sold just Belgian buns and you opened a cake shop and you just sold Belgian buns. Well, that's from a market perspective, you're very restricted and you just sell uh, Belgian buns. So that could be very restrictive. Well, all of a sudden now, if you've got a niche product, you can open a shop to the world. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that niche is now scalable on a level that you couldn't imagine, you know, years ago. So, so what you're able to do now is you're able to expose this, this specialist product, service, whatever it is that you've got, out to this, this national, international market space. And, of course, digital allows you to do that so that all of a sudden, you, you know, you can start pulling in um, uh, customers from, from, from all over the place. But, of course, that has the counter issue, which is now your competitors are exposed to that space that you're not exposed to because you're not you're not engaging in, in, in marketing or particularly digital marketing. So all of a sudden you're being affected by that issue. Because I've I've got a classic case or a classic statement, which is, you know, 
you can't stop being affected by the internet now. You know, it, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Yeah. Let's build a wall around whatever it is. You <laughs> yeah. know, you can't stop. But no. You can't stop that 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 effect. So that what was what was your domain, as it were, you know, twenty years ago, is not the case anymore because of that. Uh, that it's not only the international or that it's the national and the international exposure, but it's the ease of that exposure. Someone can just flick on a YouTube video, can watch a, a, a listen to a podcast, watch a video read a pod read a, a um you know a blog post um have a tour of your factory almost you know in their in, in the from the comfort of their chair particularly with all that's been happening with covid and, and so the fact that you can get all of that internal stuff out into the into the external space mm-hmm. is just so powerful today no, that you can't ignore it you know? yeah you can't ignore it at any level yeah I, it's always called um a point of interest to me um, that us as small to medium-sized business owners can't learn yeah. or don't learn enough from big business because there's lots of learnings to be learned from. Absolutely. I mean, Philip Green, <clears throat> yes? Yeah. It's, if you look at the demise of Topshop, dividends and the like, yes. uh, amongst um, the causes of that was his slow adoption yes. to the internet. Absolutely. He had top shop, top man in Dubai, New York, right across the world. Yes. yes. However, the internet. Yes. And companies that are as big as him online, yes. as he's offline, yes. have stolen his clothes, pardon the pun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you look at any and any um, investigation as to why his empires collapsed. I know he had a lot of debt, etc. Yes. But one of the biggest reasons is with this lack of adoption yeah. to the internet and the digital world. And we as small to medium-sized business owners can learn from that. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the classic for me is Netflix and Blockbusters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Tell I mean, the story for anyone that doesn't well, know. Uh, well, as, you, yeah. well as, as we all know, you know, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, there's Blockbusters. And they're in the video and DVD rental uh, market space. So they see themselves... Of course, I'm too young to remember blockbusters. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) You know, we're video rental, we're DVD rental, you know. Actually, that was a video rental. That was the the real starting block, wasn't it, you know? But, of course, what was was classic is that all of a sudden the internet was starting to develop and streaming was starting to unfold and all the rest of it. And there's this absolute powerhouse that could have, you know, easily adopted the new digital uh, delivery mechanism, as it were. But they didn't because they saw themselves as, you know, video people and DVD uh, rentals. And and I think one of the classics on that as well is that they used to make a lot of money out of late uh, returns. Yeah. Yeah. So, so of course, there is no such thing as late returns when it's done digitally. But Netflix recognised where that space was going. Obviously, initially they did this thing where you paid a monthly subscription, mm. and uh, and they'd send you DVDs in the post. Mm. But of course, they were just building a customer base ready mm. for when the the streaming element was going to become what you might call operationally practical in terms of like download speeds and all those kinds of things. And there's blockbusters shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. They didn't want to let go of their, you know, late fees. No. You know, because that's good money, that is. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where are they? Dead. 
<laughs> and where's yeah. Netflix? Absolutely huge. And not only that, but 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 internationally in terms of its yeah. reach. You know, and the yeah. worst element of that is Netflix went to them and said, "Hey, yeah, why don't we combine forces?" Yeah, yeah. And they turned that down. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. to anyone listening, what we're saying is yeah. is that is that if you want to pay attention and not just see us as trying to be smart after the fact. Yeah. We really are trying to be helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. The, the digital tell, age is absolutely going to be a major well, part. I'll tell you what's happened as well, though, yeah. David. It's really important. Is that, let's say, for example, this COVID, mm. that's accelerated that by another five absolutely. years in the last 12 months. Absolutely. So, as you say, the, the proliferation of, like, Amazon – online purchasing it's made even you know the local coffee shop set up a website with us right. with an ordering system so you could order your cakes and your coffee on on there for delivery and that's you know, not going to go eat, away uber eats and all those kinds of things so you know that has absolutely pushed that forward by uh again five years in digital space is mm. is is an exponential change in yeah. terms of like you know now i want to be clear okay i don't see the um market disappearing no. for a lot of these uh, manufacturing precision engineering companies at all yes yeah what we're talking about is being relevant yes in this information age being able to win new business in this information age yeah and being able to look after their customers yes yeah in this information age and keep their customers keep the customers that's yeah. what we're talking about yeah because uh, Early adoption or adopting to digital and what it can do for your business yes. is what we would 100% recommend because if you open your uh, eyes and look around you, you'll see that it's having a massive effect. Yes. So why don't we be helpful, Carl? Yeah. Yes. And give our listeners, if they're still listening to, um, to, to the two of us from the West Midlands, okay, <laughs> going at it. Absolutely. Um, Let's try and give them some useful tips. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. they can take away, yes, and implement in the business straight away if they want to. Totally. And they don't even need to yeah. uh, speak to the likes of you and I. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. And we'd be glad for them. If they only did one of these, yes. we know that they'll be better off. Absolutely. And the number one that I would say, Carl, if they did, is if they started with strategic development. Yeah. Yeah? That's yeah. the number one for me. Yes. Yeah. What would you... Um, say about well, strategic development. What do I, we mean? I've, I've got I've got this uh, this image that I use when I'm doing um, talks, and that is I've got a, a photograph of someone looking through a telescope, and another photograph, so two guys standing together, another one looking down a telescope, uh, a microscope. Sorry. So what the question I ask is, which method did you use to arrive at your current strategy? Was you using the telescope? Was you using the microscope? And of course, a lot of people chuckle and laugh because they go the microscope you know <laughs> so what's the microscope that's right what's in front of you right there you know it, uh, two two steps ahead so of course um that's what i call tactical thinking yeah so what are we going to do tomorrow what are we going to do next week next month you know um let's get this website sorted out let's get this uh this this brochure done let's let's book that exhibition stand and um essentially what they'd need to do, they need to pick up the telescope and have a look through the telescope and look and think about their, their strategy from that perspective. In fact, you know, both has its place. But of course, what I'm, what, the way I see this is, is there's too much emphasis on the microscope, not enough on the telescope. 
So what's a telescope? Well, a telescope is actually thinking through your business, thinking through your market, thinking through your ideal customers. Who are your ideal customers? Who are your ideal customers of the future? Where could they be? Where could you engage with them? Um, you know, thinking through those like simple questions about what is our area of excellence? What is what is our unique selling proposition? And, and, and what could it be in the in the future? So uh, a lot of the times it's it's asking some of those basic questions that you've probably never even considered for, for, for several years. But of course, why do you need to think about strategy? Well, strategy is important because of rapid change. Because what you was doing five years ago, 10 years ago, like we were talking about with the blockbusters and everything, might not be relevant in five years' time. So rather than get to five years' time and go, oh, shoot, you know, it's good to be thinking about this now and thinking, where's this heading? Where's this going? Where's our new markets? Where's our new, new uh, particularly, you know, if you want to go into a new sector or, or something at all, where could this product be applied in, in, in different spaces? So one of the things that's important is to sit down and, and ask some of those really important questions like, who's my ideal customer? You know, where's that ideal customer? Where are they going to be in the future? What could that ideal customer be relative to our skill sets and our, and our experience and, and expertise? And, and so, you know, if you just take the time to, to ask those kinds of questions. One of my, my, one of my favorites is, is the fact that I always say, tell me what you sell. And they'll say, oh, we sell this, that, and that, and the other. And I say, no, tell me what you really sell. Yeah, what does the customer really buy? Not what you think they buy. Because they don't necessarily buy what you think they're buying. Or sometimes in a lot of cases, what you think they're buying is not what they're really buying, if you get what I'm trying to say. So if you take the time to drill down on, sometimes these questions are so simple and you think, well, that's fairly obvious. Yeah. But as you dig into those, it starts to get you to really think. It does. And um, I'm going to use an analogy. I was uh, on a bike ride with a few friends. Yeah. Yes. And um, the um, 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 three of them um, are women. Yes. Yeah. And one woman was talking about the fact. I hope she won't mind me mentioning it. But she's hoping to get to Spain. Yes. Oh yeah. But she hasn't got. Uh, she needs some new luggage. And her mate said to her, "Well, all you need is your bikini." <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant because that just fits into what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Most people are going just to get on the beach. Yes. yes yeah. And get that sometime that beach experience. Yeah. Yes. It's not just the plane, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some chill time. Absolutely, yeah. We won't talk some about the privileges. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that fits in um, yeah. because that's what they're. That's what you're buying, isn't it? It's absolutely. the experience. Yeah, yeah? yeah, yes. It's the experience at the end of it. Yeah. What will it give to them? Yeah, yeah. So no, brilliant, Carl. Yeah. Um, so we got strategic development. Now, there's just another point I want to make on that. Yeah. Because once you've thought about it, then you've got to formalise a plan. Yeah. Now, I've just heard a load of um, people just um, get up and walk out the room now, Carl. Plan? What do you mean, plan? What? We don't need plan. Oh, that's far too complicated. We don't need a plan. It's all in my head, Booker. Yeah. It's all a piece yeah. of shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay, most of them, the only time um, we create a plan is when we need to talk to the bank manager. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As soon as he's giving us the money, 
That's in the bin. In the bin. Bottom drawer. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, um, is that it goals that are written down get achieved. Yes. yes. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need, it doesn't need to be, you know, as thick as a Bible. No. Yeah. To have a good strategic plan. Yeah. That you can implement in your business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, for anyone that's interested, they can get in touch with us and we can really simplify that process for them. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, because I think that um, what puts people off sometimes is the thought yeah. of this, you know, big elephant in the room that they try and take on all at once. Yes. Whereas if you take it on a bit at a time, yeah. yes, it's a lot easier to deal with. Yes. yes. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the strategic view. Now we're going. Yes. Yeah. Now, the next thing I want to help people yeah. is how often, Carl, have we been in a business? Yeah. Okay, this makes us both cringe, doesn't it? What I'm about to say. <laughs> the phone rings, we get all excited. Yeah. We, our marketing's working and the inquiries come in. The phone's yeah. ringing. The yeah, phone's yeah, ringing. Yeah. Stop panic. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this, this, is, this is what we've been waiting for. Absolutely. They answer the phone. Yeah. Hello? Yes, we do do such 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 such. such, such. Yeah. Yes, an ABC company is the best at doing such such such. Yeah. And okay, well, thank you for your inquiry. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> and they've gone. Yeah. yeah, or worse, they've got an Excel sheet. Who was it? <laughs> Somebody say who was it? I don't know. He didn't tell me. Shabbat shalom. So, Carl, where's the problem there? Yeah. Well, I suppose it's just. Uh, it's incredible that happens. It, it, it is really. It's it's. I suppose it's that thought process as well, where where you know we. It's about the follow up, isn't it? And it's about capturing. It's the, three o'clock. Oh, don't worry, don't, we can. Yeah. It, it's it's about sort of capturing those those um, those details, isn't it? And, and really, I suppose preparing yourself for you know uh, what you're going to say, how you're going to how you're going to say it, what you're going to what what. Uh, uh, what sort of process you're going to follow? Um, but I think uh, most, I, funnily enough, I, I was working with a company where um, we did we did some recorded the phone calls, and um, there was a few phone calls on there where they'd ring in and somebody would answer the phone and say, "Hello, uh, I, 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 I want to find out some information about X, Y, and Z." And they go, "Oh, that's uh, Bill looks after that, but he's at lunch at the moment. Can you phone back this afternoon?" <laughs> Yeah, so you know, capturing that information and uh, and 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 you know, having a process in that is just like so important. Yeah, so you and can have a follow up process. Yeah, fo uh, absolutely. Follow up is the classic. So you know, they'll do a they'll do a stand, mm. and they'll have lots of people come to the stand, and then they'll take those leads back to the office, and, and no one gets around to. To ring them back and, and, and they put in a drawer that are stored yeah, in it. Absolutely, yeah. So, so for me, you know, uh, a follow up is 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 so important, and I think what ties into that as well is speaking to customers, getting back to customers, not waiting. You know, like um, uh, there's this one company I was working with, and, uh, and you know, I was talking to their sales and marketing director, and I, and I was just like saying, so so you know, do you do you uh, regularly contact your customers? Do you give them a phone call and? See how they do, and they go. No, they'll give us a ring when they want something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we're laughing because yeah, yeah. not laughing at anybody, yeah. and that's it's just for us. Yeah, um, yeah. not being able 
to yeah. keep constant good contact yeah. to a customer or potential customer. Yeah, yeah. It's the lifeblood of any business. And for us, yes. it, it, who understands marketing, yeah. we can't understand yeah. why we do because we find it funny because we would absolutely die absolutely. if we lost that individual. That's, That's why. Tough, yeah. I just want to make sure listeners that we're well, not laughing I, at anyone. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I want to get across as well is that what, what I love about what we're doing together, uh, myself and JDR, is uh, sorry, I'm talking to you about you in the third person. Well, that's I shouldn't right. really, yeah, yeah. yeah. We right. are JD, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, is, is the measuring and management, right? Okay. So, at the end of the day, manufacturers are great at measuring and managing from an operational point of view. So, you understand, you know, how many products an hour this machine will make, what the scrap uh, levels should be expected to be, you know, what the production scheduling should be, where the material handling is, where's, where's a product in the machine shop at any one time or in the factory, or those kinds of things. So, they're great at measuring and, and managing those kinds of things. But of course, from a sales and marketing point of view, if you've got great digital marketing, and great technology in place yeah. in that sense, and I don't mean yeah. expensive. No, I just brilliant. mean I just mean mm. well thought through. Mm. Then you can measure and manage that lead generation mm. just in the same way as you'd measure and manage your raw materials coming in, because all all leads are is just raw materials absolutely coming brilliant. in coming in through the door. Yeah, and of course, what's the first thing you do with raw materials? You then sort that out into where's it going to go, what level of quality is it, yeah. all those kinds of things. So yeah. you're doing exactly the same as you do with your manufacturing 100%. and your products as you do with your digital. And I think ultimately, if you, if you can measure and manage mm. that lead generation aspect, that's so important. And to make sure you don't miss anything Absolutely. as well that comes in through the door. And you've just explained beautifully why um, somebody might listen to this and think, oh, I have got a budget for this. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's because we don't create budgets a yeah. lot for marketing yeah. in manufacturing, precision engineering, engineers. Yeah. Yeah. They typically don't do that. Yes. Yeah. But what you've just described is, yeah. you know, why you don't need a big budget. We can we can uh, explain and help yeah. someone realize yeah. that they can invest X amount yes. to creating a a. Uh, investment vehicle yes. to get their marketing working for them. Absolutely. When, when I was writing the book, I did some research because I'm a chartered uh, member of the Institute of, uh, of of Marketing. Yeah, you might want to remember that going forward, Carl. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I should do. So. No, yeah, yeah. What, what was it again? And, um, and essentially, what they were talking about from marketing budgets point of view is all this research that they'd done and they allowed me, they, they gave me permission to put some of these mm. figures into my book. But essentially, an SME manufacturer should be investing between 5 and 10% of their annual revenues in marketing. Now, when I go into most companies, they're investing 0.5% of revenues into yeah, marketing, yeah, yeah. i.e. they've had a new website, they've, they, they did an exhibition stand once and all this. Yeah. But essentially, you should be considering those kinds of investments. Now, a really good, well-structured digital marketing strategy can come well within that that investment. And, and secondly, as well, you know, because it's tax deductible anyway, mm. relative to your business, then at some level, it's going to pay back. And, and, and so I think essentially, 
it is then about looking at that and thinking to ourselves, yes, we need to allocate that because marketing's not an afterthought. Marketing's not something you do when you've spent on, on everything else. It's part of a very uh, important strategic mix of, of investments that you make right across your company, both you know operationally, machine, staffing, all those kinds of things. And I think what where people fall into is that they think that's just a, an afterthought. It's just something you do when, if you've got a bit left over. Instead of thinking it as, a, as, as almost a mandatory aspect of your uh, investment, and, and not only that, but when you're looking down your, your uh, budgets for the year, as it were, you should, if you're going to shave something off, off your marketing, well, you should be shaving something off somewhere else to make sure you've still got something left relative to those ratios in terms of what your marketing investment. And it's not marketing costs, it's marketing investment in the future of your business. Yeah, and what I would say to that, Carl, is that that is... 100% 101 of business. Yes. Yeah. Any business school, any business degree would tell you that's what you do. Yes. But typically, most business owners don't do that no. or they don't want to hear it. I think it's an optional extra. Absolutely. Yeah. And they might say, well, you might say that anyway. Yes. Yeah? But once again, I'm going to bring in the analogy of big business against small business. Yeah. You don't see a um, big company like Apple yeah. not having. Yeah, investment in market. They don't go. Well, we're one of the richest companies on that's the planet. Yeah, yeah, that's that done. Yeah, well, we, can, we can forget that. Yeah, now. We, we'll, we'll just absolutely. we'll just carry on making stuff. Yeah, people that's carry right. On buying yeah, them. we've uh, we've brought out that. <laughs> we've new earned our place. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we need some marketing company for? Yeah. They don't do that. They yeah. invest millions absolutely into yeah. all kind of marketing, brand yeah, marketing, yeah. direct yeah. marketing, all sorts of marketing, year in year yeah. out. So it's I mean, not a case of us saying it. Yeah. Just look around at what the best businesses do. One of, one, of the, one of the great definitions I heard was off a guy named Brian Tracy. And he says that if you boil down marketing, marketing's ultimate role is to make sales unnecessary. Yeah. yeah? yeah. So if you get the right marketing in place, yeah. then in a sense, what do you need sales for? Let's give you a great example. So Apple launch a new iPhone, mm. the latest iPhone, whatever it is. And they've got people camping outside on the day of the launch or the night of the launch, ready to go in and buy their iPhone. Now, how much training does that person need to sell that iPhone? How much sales training do they need? All they've got to be is a bouncer That's to keep right. the customers out. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. Because the marketing is so good <laughs> yeah. that... There's almost, uh, you know, it's just ching, 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 yeah, ching. You know, so, so obviously, I think that's a great definition. Perhaps you'll never get to that place mm. other than if you're Apple or whatever. But mm. that thought process is, you know, if, if you can get that marketing so good mm. that almost, back to what you said earlier, the sales process is just a conversion process, yeah. then, then, you know, that's where you want to ultimately be. Well, I think there's a lot more we can say, Carl, but I think yeah. uh, we've given 
everybody yeah. enough food for thought as yeah, you Yeah, hopefully they've got some... Okay, I hope they've enjoyed listening to us ideas, two yeah. West Midlanders and our uh, accents have been irritating right, yeah. them too yeah. much. Actually, <laughs> I've got to tell you that one of the guys that bought my books and one of a client that I worked and he says, oh, he says, I bought your book off Amazon. He says, oh, I really enjoy it. Can you come and see me? And when I went in to see him, he says, it's great to actually find an author that's from Wolverhampton <laughs> instead of America or London or, you know, wherever it is. Well, yeah. tell him Nolly Holden's still alive. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, so... Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed it, Carl. Yeah, yes. lovely time. We'll be following this up for yeah. manufacturers, engineering. We should do some more, more of these. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to do some more, dive yeah. into some more detail, and yeah, detail yeah. sorry, and more specifics for them. But yeah. until then, look, yeah. please listen out for the next one and bye from me. Yeah, and uh, bye from me. Okay, yeah. bye-bye.